Great. 
found in the study program we read from the book of Isaiah chapter 40, verses 27 to 31. You will read it responsibly. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, my judgment is passed over from my God? Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, faineth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youth shall fail and be weary, and that young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And we know that God's word is already blessed. It's time now for our family and altar prayer. We ask anyone that want to ask special prayer to come closer to the altar. God is still in the blessing business. His schoolhouse has yet to run out of miracles. We know that God is still in the blessing business. We know that he, we can get Jesus on the main line and tell him what we want. Amen? Amen. And he will come through for us. We know there's power in agreement. Oh, yes. There's power in agreement. We're going to touch and agree in the spirit, knowing that God's going to answer prayer for each other, right? Amen. And he is going to hear us. Yes, yes. The Bible says he wanted to put a thousand to fly, but two put ten thousand to fly. Let us look to the Lord right now and pray. <clears throat> Well, Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just want to say thank you. Father God, we want to say thank you for being better than us we've been to ourselves. Father God, you know all things, and all things are in control of your hands. So we ask, oh, Father God, right now, that you create us a clean heart and renew us the right spirit. And Father God, when you're done the reaction, I beg you, oh God, for a fresh anointing. Come on, fill us up from the sole of our feet to the crowns of our head. In you, Father God, all things are possible, and without you, there are no possibilities. So, Father God, that's why we bow humbly before you right now. Asking, Father God, that you look beyond our faults and speak us at our need right now. Father God, under the sound of my voice, I ask that you bless each and every one under the sound of my voice. Father God, right now, you know us personally. You know us individually because you made us. You know what we need, and you know where we need it. So, Father God, we ask right now, have your way in our life right now. Have your way in the life of the ministry. Father God, right now, heal somebody's body. Right now, in the name of Jesus. Move on their behalf right now. Father God, those that have a desire to make it to the, to the service, Father God, but could not for whatever reason it may be. Father God, we ask you to touch, heal, and deliver them right now. In the name of Jesus. Father God, someone needs you for a financial blessing. We ask you to be Jehovah Jireh in the life of your people right now. Be the Lord that provides in their life right now. Father God, we know that we are in the midst of our spiritual warfare. And we know that only you, Father God, can fight our battles for us. We ask you, Father God, that you do what you say you would do. And be that strong, that battle axe in the time of the battle right now. Father God, deliver your people. Put a hedge of protection around them right now. In the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to bless the ministry right now. In spite of what the enemy may be doing in any way, form, or fashion. 
We ask, oh, Father God, that you be a strong tower, that you be a battleaxe, Father God, that you be a deliverer right now for your people. Make a way out of no way. Open doors that are closed right now in the name of Jesus. And Father God, when we can't trace you, allow us to learn and know how to trust you in each and every way. Father God, help us to call those things that are not as if they are right now in the name of Jesus. Only you can do it, Father. We know that you will. We just ask, so Father God, that when we can't hold on to you, that you hold on to us right now in the name of Jesus. We ask, so Father God, enlarge our territory right now, coast. If you do these few simple things for us, oh God, we'll be so careful with you all the honor and praise and glory. And there's something that we didn't mention in this prayer this morning. We ask, oh Father God, that you allow your Holy Spirit to make intercession for us, making a way for us where we need a way made. If you do these few simple things for us, oh Heavenly Father, we'll be coming to you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all who love the Lord say, Amen, Amen, and Amen.
to join me with Florida General Baptist Convention Women's Auxiliary, or tonight you'll have a prayer bonding services. We're going to pray and send out prayers up to the Lord for all the troubles that are going on over the land. We're asking the Lord to hear our cries. So we're asking you to join us tonight. The uh, book link is in the program you have. So just come on and join in. Zoom in with us and enjoy and pray with us as we pray for our nation and our world. We ask you to continue to pray for all of those who are sick, our, the furloughs and others uh, who are on our sick and ailing list. Let's continue to lift them up in prayer. Uh, Sister Irma Thomas and many others. Let's continue to pray much for one another. Remember our pastor and leadership, Pastor Reverend Jenkins. Lift them up in prayer and just pray mightily one for another. Well, Family Seaboard 94th Annual Session will convene on February the 5th through the 8th, and we will be at Greater New Bethel Missionary Baptist Church, and I'm sure all of you know where that is located. So we are encouraging you to um, attend whenever you can. Uh, we are excited about what is going to be happening, especially on our opening night. We have a wonderful opening night planned for you on that Monday, and we would like to see you there. The time is 7.30 on Monday, February the 5th. And um, we're just wanting you to be a part because we're going back into time when this association was first organized in the 1920s. So we have a real treat in store for you, and we're asking that you come out and attend. And I'm sure our president will be talking to you a little later about personal enrollment, uh, so you can get your um, personal kit uh, with all your information in for this um, association. Uh, the good news, we have good news. And here's the good news, family. If you delight yourselves in the Lord, he will give you the desires of the heart. Now, isn't that good news? Amen to God of the glory. Now, turn it back into the hands of our pastor. Amen. according to the gospel you read into your hearing. Amen. I got a lot of stuff going on here today. Uh, information. All right. Okay, so we only got this uh, association that will be coming up. We know we're going out this evening at Mount Pisco. It's going to be at 3 o'clock uh, and popping over the mission. Amen. 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 You got something you want to say? This is a print of you. You don't have nothing you want to say, right? Anyone got? Okay. Nope. All right. I do want to uh, mention that uh, February 7th, our very own sister Ophelia will be giving her annual address, and that will be at Greater New Bethel. That's February 7th. Amen. I will announce it again as it gets close to that time. But she got a choice of colors there, which is going to be nice white and your own colors. That's real easy, y'all. Amen. Her annual address. Well, we have February 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Greater New Bethel. And we know where Greater New Bethel is, right? 1725 North 22nd Avenue. And I encourage us all to be the support our very own sister of Morris Sin. Amen? Amen. Also, the association is uh, having a 
uh, appreciation. We know who, we know him as Margaret Carl Johnson and President Sister Ophelia Marks. They have served for the last eight years, y'all. Amen. 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 For the last eight years. That's going to be a blessing. Yeah, it's going to be on, that's what day is this here? Hmm. That's going to be 12.30 p.m. during the 94th annual session. It's going to be very nice, y'all. The cost of the luncheon is $20. Amen. We have, we have our set of tickets here. If we need to know if you want to go, we're going to make sure you'll be able to attend that. Amen. 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 It's going to be a grand time had for all. And we're going to make sure that you all are able to attend. So if you want to be a part of that, just let us know. We'll make sure you have a ticket to go to that. Amen. Amen. What date is that? Uh, the date is February the 7th, Wednesday. Wednesday, February the 7th. Okay? <clears throat> Make sure everyone that wants to go, you'll be able to attend. Amen. Amen. Continue to pray for the furloughs. Okay? They're doing well. Amen? Remember all our sick and shut and also, Mother Irma Thomas. Remember those intimate member Mother Mother. Uh, Brother Mumford, make sure you continue to pray for them. Amen? Amen. Amen. I don't think I forgot anything. Did I forget anything, y'all? I don't think I did. Thank God for each and every one of you. Uh, it's offering time. Praise the Lord. Bible says, bring your tithes to the store, to the meat in my house. We know what God requires us to do for us giving out offering. Amen? Amen. Continue to do that. We're going to bless this offering in advance. That's this offering of advance and that God blessed that that you're about to get him. We know that we can't be God given. We know that we might not all be in a position that we feel that we want to be, but God said, we do it anyway. Call those things that are not as if they, they are. And I believe in giving the time because guess what? God will make a way out of nowhere, won't he? Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will. He will. Amen. Let's bless this offering in advance. Well, Father God, right now in the name of we want to say thank you. We want to say thank you for the opportunity to give to you, back to you, that which you blessed us with. You don't ask us your Father God. You just ask to give us that you give, we give you a tenth. And that's what we're going to do, oh Father God. We're going to walk by faith and not by sight. We ask, oh Father God, that you will bless your people right now in the name of Jesus. Father God, come against that spirit of poverty and failure in the lives of the people. And we ask you to allow, Father, the spirit of success and prosperity to breathe in the lives of your people. Work away and do, do things. Make a way out of no way for them. And this offering, Father God, be used to, to better in the betterment of in the work of your kingdom right now. If you do these few simple things, oh Father God, we'll be kept to give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. And all the love of the Lord say amen. 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 Church, stand up. We'll come from the back. We have some quiet give us some music. Oh! 
make me to know my end, what is the measure of my days, that I might know how frail I am. Lord, we thank you for uh, demonstrating your long-suffering in so many ways. In spite of our sometime defiance, you have enabled us once again to come into the house of the Lord and to worship and to praise you. Help us, O oh God, to be sincere and committed to your cause and your purpose that you might be pleased in our worship services. We pray that our praise might go up as a sweet fragrance in your nostrils. Lord, we thank you for each and every one of us that have assembled here, and even those that are on Facebook, on the air, listening. We pray that we all might bow, and that we will bow not just our heads, but bow in our spirit, humbling ourselves before the Almighty God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. And we pray that you would condition us right now uh, by touching our consciences, make them sweet and tender and receptive to your divine word. Continue to encircle our shepherd round about. Bring him forth in power and persuasiveness that he might preach your word. Help it to reach our hearts. Help it to reach all of us that we might mature in you. But if there be anyone that do not know you and a part of their sins, we pray that you might have them be convicted and come to you and be a part of this great church. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. You have to say amen. Amen. And it reads, And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Amen. And we know that God's word is already blessed. I want to put a tag, I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about redemption's beginning. Redemption's beginning. Redemption's beginning. Let me take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Thank you. Redemption's beginning. <coughs> My brothers and sisters, here in seed form is the gospel of salvation through the grace of God. Here we can see the first stitch in the scarlet thread of redemption that courses its way through the entire word of God. The Latin phrase, Dr. Jenkins, proto-evangelium, the first gospel message, is preached in and at Genesis chapter 3 and verse 15. The Pentateuch, the first five books of Moses, he writes for us the creation story of how God created every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, every living thing. God created, and then he created after its own kind. And then God created man in his own image and his own likeness and breathed the breath of life into him and he became a living soul. And God gave man Adama, Adama, the privilege of naming every living thing. But Adam did not have a suitable mate, did not have a suitable counterpart. So God caused a deep sleep to come upon Adam and took from his side a rib and created woman. So Adam and Eve lived together in the Garden of Eden that God had planted for them in perfect union, in complete harmony, one with another. They were ignorant, but happy. Ignorant not in terms of foolish, but ignorance in terms of completion and having that completion in God. They needed no information. God took care of them. He fed them. He provided for them. God did everything. Everything they needed, God provided. So they were in perfect ignorance because God had given them a prohibition. 
He said to the man of every tree in the garden, you shall freely eat, except for the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So Satan comes in the form of a serpent and speaks to the one who was not given the prohibition. He speaks to Eve, the weaker of the two. She has not been given any instructions. God has given Adam the instructions. And Eve saw that the fruit was pleasant to the eyes. It was good to eat and it was desirous to make one wise. And she willingly ate. Nothing happened after she ate, Brother Hudson, because Eve was not given any instructions. Her husband, Adam, comes along and he willingly eats of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And all of a sudden, chaos ensues. Everything that was in order is now out of order. Right, right. For God now reverses everything he had put in place and he comes looking for them. Walking in the garden in the cool of the day as was their usual fellowship. But this day when God comes looking for them, they are hiding. Are y'all still with me? God says, Adam, Adam, where are you? Not because God does not know where Adam is. Because there's nothing God cannot know. Adam, where are you? Not in terms of your geogra geographical location. But Adam, where are you in terms of your spiritual fellowship? Your relationship with me? Because the last time I met with you and talked to you, it was face to face. But now you are hiding from me, Adam. Adam says, I am hiding because I am naked. God said, who told you that you were naked? Adam started shifting the blame. That woman you gave me. And then the woman blames that serpent. And God meets out judgment on Adam and Eve. Because of their sin. But in the midst of their tragic judgment, Deacon Cook, God gives a promise of hope. God gives them the promise of the seed. I will put enmity between you and the woman. Talking to Satan now. The seed of the woman shall crush the head of the serpent and the serpent shall bruise his heel. In this promise, Sister Jiggin, there is the personality of the promised land. There's the personality of the promised land. The personality of this land is that he is unique in his origin. I want you to get that. The seed of the woman, that's unique. That's Bible talk, Brother Hudson. That's Holy Spirit speech. The seed of the woman. I want to beat that into your head this morning. The seed of the woman. The seed of the woman. The woman doesn't have a seed. The seed comes from the male of the species. The seed is planted in every male of our species. Because the woman can only produce after being impregnated by the seed. 
The seed comes from the man you can cook, but right here, the scripture says, the seed not of the man, but of the woman. That's foretelling Isaiah's virgin birth. That's pre-announcing pre Gabriel's announcement. That a virgin shall bring forth a son. That is Bible talk because virgins don't bear children. The seed cannot come from a woman because she has a womb that receives the seed. I said, don't think y'all got me. Y'all look at me kind of funny. The woman is a receiver. I said, the woman is a receiver. The woman is a receiver. You know where I'm trying to go with this, right? I don't need to go there, do I? But guess what? I'll go there anyway. The woman and the man fit perfectly together. Because one of them gives the seed and the other receives the seed. And anything else, Dr. Jenkins, is ungodly. Right here in the text, the seed of the woman, which means Christ could not have been born of the seed of a man. Because inherent in the seed of a man is the sin nature. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had some Bible readers here. And since Christ is incapable of sinning, Joseph could not be his father. The Holy Ghost came upon Mary and she was pregnant, not from Joseph, because they were engaged. But the Holy Ghost overshadowed her and placed her in a perfect sinless seed on the inside of her. That came from God himself. What is born of Mary is of the Holy Ghost. It is God in human flesh. That is unique. That creator, watch this Dr. Jenkins, the creator of the ends of the earth will become an embryo. Let that sit on you a little God decided to become an embryo. That God himself will lower himself, reduce himself to become a seed in a teenage girl's womb. That in Latin, that in the Bible talking is called kenosis, the self-emptying. God poured himself out. He lowered himself because we could not come up to where he was when he came down to where we are. We owed a debt we couldn't pay, so he came to pay a debt he didn't owe. He's unique in his origin, the seed of the woman, but in that, the personality is, he is unique in his occupation. The Lamb was coming not to show us a better way. He was coming not to, to improve our, our environment. He was not coming to improve our social standing. He was coming to defeat evil in the flesh. Jesus is not someone, Brother Hudson, you add to your life, your resume. Jesus is not some additive or some commodity that you attach to your life to get better. Jesus has to become your whole life. Yes, yes, yes. Jesus is not part of the truth like these new age philosophers try to tell us that truth comes from Buddhism, Shintoism, Taoism, impersonal idealism, and evolutionary theory. That is a bunch of nonsense. Truth can only come from God himself. Yes, yes, yes. In the person of Jesus Christ. Since the Lord led me that, you remember when Pilate was standing before, when Jesus was standing before Pilate? Y'all remember the story. Pilate asked him, what is truth? Pilate was not interested in the answer. He was just intrigued by the question. Right. 
Many people who come to church today, join church today, are not interested in the answer. They are just intrigued by the question. Because they stay far away what the Lord is doing as if they're going to catch, get, get infected by some bug of some kind. But the Holy Spirit, Mother Thomas, does not come to catch you. You come to get more of Him. You can't catch the Holy Spirit. He has to grab and arrest you or else you'll never be fit for kingdom work. That's why they quit all the time from the field because they really did not get the Holy Spirit. He did not arrest them. God came not to do renovations, but to tear you down altogether. You don't need a renovation. You don't need to be torn. You need to be torn down from the top to the bottom. And the reason why you will never get saved properly is you think that some part of you, you got is still good. And you don't need to change that part of you. But the Bible says there's none good. No, not one. None. Our righteousness, Isaiah said, is like filthy rags. No matter how dressed up you are in this morning, you're not even worthy of being in calling upon the name of Jesus. But his mercy, his grace is sufficient. Can I get a witness here? All that I have, all that I am, all that I will ever be is wrapped up in the fact Jesus came to defeat evil on my behalf. I'm talking about redemption's, yes. redemption's beginning here, y'all. Yes. Church, church is not a place for rehab, y'all. Right, right, right. The church is a place to come and get torn down right. altogether. Many people don't want to come to many churches like this one because and because they're going to get this kind of preaching. Because the gospel has to ransack your life. Right. People just want to be made felt good. Because they don't want to get turned upside down. Let me see if I can make that make sense to you. When things break in your house, I said this before, if you left your valuables on the table, they would have to search through all your drawers. They would have to tear up everything in your house if you left your valuables right there on the table. That's why they ransacked the place because they're looking for something of value. Holy Ghost, help me teach this now. When the Spirit of God comes to save us, the valuables are not just laying around on the table. Me. He's got to tear something up. He's got to tear up your pride. He's got to tear up your, your, your self-importance. He's got to tear up your arrogance. He's got to tear up your ugly ways. He's got to tear up because the valuables inside of you just not on the outside. God trying to pull them up out on the outside. Sister Grace, naturally I'm no good. See, that went over y'all head. I'm no good naturally. I'm no good. I need, I need a few people who can help me testify that the Lord had to ransack you. The Lord is still tearing up some stuff in me, Dr. Jenkins. The Lord is still pulling down some stuff in me. Because guess, I've been saved for almost 40 years now, and God is still tearing up some stuff. To make me into the image of Jesus Christ. He came unique in origin, unique in occupation. That's the personality of the Lamb. I want you to see the purpose of the Lamb now. The scripture says, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. 
Jesus comes as a warrior king. The word enmity brings up the notion of warfare. Y'all with me still? We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Warfare, spiritual warfare has to take place in order for Jesus to be the warrior king in your life. Because without Christ, we are the enemy of God. Right. I'm amazed at these little weak and anemic white pictures of Jesus as some little 90-pound blue-eyed weakling who comes to sprinkle fairy dust on everybody and make everybody feel good. Jesus didn't come to make us feel good feel good about ourselves. Jesus didn't come to sprinkle fairy dust on everybody and grant our every wish. Jesus came saying, you got to separate from your mother and father. You have to separate from your brother and sister because if you don't, you love them more than you love me. You're not fit for the kingdom of God. We got our own priorities going. He said, I'll come to separate fathers from their sons. I wish I had a Bible read here, y'all. Mothers from their daughters. You got to seek first the kingdom of heaven and all its righteousness, and all other things will be added to unto you. You got to put your desires aside. You got to put your own wishes in the back burner. You got to put your dreams on the back burner and say, I am dying, oh Lord. Yeah. I've heard your voice. And if I told that love to me, I long to, I long to rise at, in the arms of faith and be close to drawn to thee. I got some old school verse in here. That is warfare. Something God has to fight me to make me be who He wants me to be. Because most of the time I want my way. I want to do what I want to do. Not only Jesus fight the devil, Jesus got to fight me to help me. Y'all hear me? See how quiet y'all got when I said that? For those of you who think you're pretty good, I'm not talking to you. And I'm talking to some of us who are still stubborn. Some of us who know better, but we do it anyway. Some of us who read the Bible, we still stumble and fall anyway. That's spiritual warfare. I don't know about you, but I will testify. When I'm down and vulnerable, Sister Phil, that's when the devil will whisper in my ear that God is not all that he say he is. All right. All right. I'll talk about myself. I ain't got to talk to y'all. <sighs> when you have gotten weak in your body and your faith, you will find out that you will have difficulty praying. That's right. But you must develop the art of, like the Apostle Paul, allowing the spirit of the living God to snatch you up into the third heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Once the Holy Ghost snatches you up, you will start remembering how to give God some praise, even in your worst circumstance or situation. You know that, you know that, then he, 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 you know what came to mind when God did that for me? You know what came to mind, y'all? This is what came to mind. I started remembering in my worst circumstances situation, I started wondering, I started thinking about how God wanted me to praise him. Yeah. First thing came to my mind, Sister Thomas, I will bless the Lord. Yeah. At all times. At all times. Yeah. 
His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. I'm persuaded, Dr. Jesus, that neither time, life nor death, angels or principalities, things present nor things to come, nothing shall separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. I don't have to feel him. I don't have to trade him. But nothing, nothing will separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. You know why God? No, because God is a provider. God is a healer. Y'all hear me? The Lord will show up just when you need him the most. To fight your battles in your time of spiritual warfare. Uh, Y'all may feel it. Somebody should go home this morning. Go home, Sister Thomas. Walk in the door praying. Say you are alive. Walk in the door, Sister Amy. You are not going to take over this house. I plead the blood of Jesus around the doorpost like Moses put the doorpost, the blood on the doorpost of the children of Israel. I plead the blood of Jesus on the doorpost. I'm telling you all how I do it. I know God and Jesus ain't nothing at all, but that's just like my point of contact. That's my faith increaser. So what I do, I pray for my ball at all, you know what I'm saying? And I start to the room furthest to the back. Because every now and again, stuff like to follow you home from work. Y'all ain't feeling it. Stuff like to follow you home when you've been talking to these evil people around you. Can I get a witness up here? So I start to the furthest room in the back and I do the window seal just like Moses did the door for every entranceway to the house I put it some oil I say in the name of Jesus Satan you got to go and I'm talking to Satan through the name of Jesus and I go to every room on the upstairs every window and I make my way downstairs I'm making my way to the front door and I, I, I come out and when I get to the front door I put it on the doorpost. No, I kick him out first. You got to go. And then I anoint the doorpost. That means that you can't come up in here no more. So guess what? I'm a little spot now. I anoint myself before I come to the house. Because anything I can got at work, I don't want to bring it down back in the house with me. Satan want to take control. You in the spiritual warfare. See, we all be so into us. You think you're doing it. You only think you should call on God and you can't handle it. But guess what? You can't handle nothing. Have mercy. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness. I dare you to do battle, y'all, with the devil in the name of Jesus. Jesus will show up and fight your battles. Call on his name in the middle of the battle. And you don't got to be perfect for him to answer. He just wants you to keep it real and know that you can't do nothing without him. I found him and my God showed me when I'm at my worst. That's to show me he's my God. He loves me more and more when I need love and less. That's why I don't I can't put no human above him. He loves me with an unconditional love in spite of my raggedy self. Y'all are hearing me. Why wouldn't I serve a God like this? Because when you judge me harshly, God just loves me to death. Yeah, that's a better illustration. I'm sorry. Preach this thing from Sister Phil. He's loving me to life. Hallelujah. 
He's a healer. Which leads me to the other point. Yes. To the purpose of the Lamb. Yes. The purpose of the Lamb. Jesus. I'm talking about redemption's beginning. Yeah. Jesus not only shows up as a warrior, but Jesus shows up as a winner. Yes. It's right here in the text. And, and between thy seed and her seed, watch this, it shall bruise your head. Yes. Walking past them. Talking to the devil now, and you shall bruise his heel. Talking about Jesus' heel. Uh -huh. The King James uses the word bruise twice, Dr. Jesus, but the first bruise is not bruise like Satan is going to do with the, the Jesus. It's not the same kind of bruising. What Satan will do to Jesus is temporary. But what Jesus will do to Satan is eternal. Help me teach this Holy Ghost, Jesus. He will bruise Jesus' heel, but Jesus will crush his hands. Y'all got that? Y'all got that. This is the difference between a bruise and a crush. What happened on Friday to Jesus was a bruise. But what happened on Sunday morning to Satan was a crush. He died. Didn't he die? But right early Sunday morning, he got up from the grave to crush Satan's head. So now the only way you can be a winner is to be in the warfare. If you want to win, you got to get in the fight. Are y'all hearing me? I want you to know something. It's a bruising battle now. Sometimes folk who are supposed to love you will turn their backs on you. Because people really don't want to do right. Sometimes people who you thought would have been in your corner will get with other folks to run you down. It's a bruising battle, y'all. Some mornings you'll get up, Sister Andy, four, five, and the Holy Ghost. But before 12 noon, the very thing you said you would never do, that's what you find yourself doing. Paul said, Dr. Jenkins, the good that I would do, I find myself not doing. And the evil that I don't want to do, that's do what I do. Oh, wretched man. Not that I was, but that I still am. I need an advocate, y'all. I need an elder brother to come and stand alongside me to give me victory in my warfare. That's the personality of the Lamb. That's the purpose of the Lamb. Finally, I want you to see the portrait of the Lamb. The portrait of the Lamb. He came as a sacrifice. Oh, I wish I had some noise in here. Because in the Old Testament spiritual economy, the priest and the high priest would continually, day and night, make sacrifices for the people and their sin. Are y'all with me? There was a constant going and coming, a shedding of blood, because the sins needed to be constantly atoned for. And then once a year on the Day of Atonement, y'all with me still, the high priest himself in his ceremonial epaul robe puts bell or bells on his tassels and a rope around his waist and to go behind the veil that separate the holy from the, from the holy from the most holy. 
And then he would bring some blood that he had sprinkled from a he goat. And then there was another goat that he had turned him loose in the wilderness. And he became the scapegoat for the people. And then he would sprinkle that blood on the gold of lather on the mercy seat in the temple. And then he would plead the sins of the people. And then God would atone for their sins only once a year. But they have to keep on coming day in and day out because their sacrifice needed to be constantly atoned for, y'all with me, because the people did not have their sins taken away. Their sins were only covered. But one Friday, on a stone-shaped hill called Golgotha, and a blood-soaked cross, Jesus came not to cover up my sins, but to wash my sins away. And when he died, when he died, there was no more need for a high priest coming and going in the temple on the day of atonement. When Jesus shed his blood and died, the Bible said his spirit, when he died, his spirit went to preach to those who were captives. Y'all hear me? He said to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, come on, all things are now ready. You can help me close this. Won't you want y'all listen to that? He said, he saved Rahab. He said the Canaanite woman. Yeah. He said the Shunammite woman. He said those whose faith in the Old Testament that have been reckoned to them as righteousness. Y'all yeah. 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 with me still? Yeah. Because he was the Lamb of God that took away the sins of the world. But let me tell you how the story ends. Let me give you a demonstration of how the story ends. He started with Abraham, y'all. Abraham was the father of the faithful. But he failed the Lord, Jamie, and said Sarah was his sister. When she was really his wife. So the story ended badly. Because Abraham is not the real sacrifice. And then there was Jacob. But Jacob was not worthy because he tricked his brother out of his birthright. Mm -hmm. yes. He stole his brother's blessing. Yeah. And when Jacob saw a ladder ascended to heaven, and he saw the angels going up and coming down, Jacob said, truly the Lord is in this place. Yes. Yes. But Jacob was not a real sacrifice. Well. Moses came born of Yoshebet and Amram. Yeah. But Moses killed an Egyptian soldier. Moses was supposed to go into the promised land, Flora, but he disobeyed God's command. Instead of speaking to the rock, he struck the rock, and Moses was not a real sacrifice. And then David came. David also was a man after God's own heart, but he was not the real sacrifice, Dr. Jacob, because although he killed Goliath, although David slayed his thousands and ten thousands, he took another man's wife to bed, and had that same man killed and covered up the sin for a whole year. But David was not the real sacrifice. Then down through 42 generations, can I get this right? God sent his seed and placed it in the womb of a virgin called Mary. He was born in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was red in Nazareth, baptized in the Jordan River. Y'all know the story, right? After he was baptized in the Jordan River, y'all, he walked the earth some 30 some odd years. He healed the sick, raised the dead, fed over 5,000 and five, 
two fish and five loaves of bread. Can I get a witness here? He can't stop demons, Mother Thomas. Can I get a witness here? And then one day, Judas betrayed him. And they whipped him all night long. Yes, they did. He was a real sacrifice. He didn't say a mumbling word. Not a mumbling word. And, and Pilate said, don't you know who I am? Don't you know I got the power to take your life? And that's when he opened his mouth and said, hey, hold on, wait a minute. He said, no man take my life. I lay my life down, own life down, and I pick it back up again. And they made him go to Calvary. He didn't do no wrong. He had no sin. Y'all ain't hearing me. He walked up Golgotha's hill with that cross. And they said a brother helped him take his cross. Because he was stumbling and falling. But he had to hang on that cross all by himself. And they nailed him to the cross, y'all. Because he was beginning. From Genesis, he said that he would redeem man back to himself. In the book of Genesis, he come and Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John giving through on his promises. God is not a man that he will lie. If he said he'll do it, he will do it. If he said he'll accomplish it, he will accomplish it. And he hung there. Y'all ain't hearing me. He hung there for over nine hours. He hung there till the stars fell from the sky. He hung there, y'all, till the moon turned to blood. He hung there till the dead in Jerusalem walk and did a protest in Jerusalem. And guess what? Some soldier with his mean self stuck a sword in his thigh. Blood and water ran out of his south. But he didn't get off the cross. I read the text, y'all, and I began to wonder why did Jesus get off the cross, God of Jesus? And I read some of the text and it was love that kept him on the cross. It was love that kept him caught nailed to the cross. And he looked at his father and said, Father, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Y'all ain't hearing me. But they took him down after he died on the cross, the deacon cook, and he laid in the grave all Friday night. He laid in the grave all Saturday night. But early, early Sunday morning, he got up in resurrection power. Redemption's beginning. I thank God that he allowed his son to die for us. He starts sitting right here in the Father. Make an intercession. When you get crazy and get out of character, when God said, you know what? I'm going to shut my eyes on this one. Jesus said, hold up. You remember I died for that one? Yes, yes, yes. Just give me a little time with him. Give me a little time with him. Let me let me let me throw let me throw some word on him, Lord. Yeah, God said, okay. Okay. I'm gonna give you a chance, but don't stop praying. Then stop bearing some fruit, I'm gonna cut him down. I'm glad he takes our sins and throw them as far as the east is to the west. Into the sea of forgiveness. He told us to forgive our enemies 70 times 70. Guess what? He don't forgive us more than that. I don't care how bad you get. I don't care. God can know Jesus not. God, Jesus not reach way, way down. Amen. Thank you. Can I get a witness in him? Yes. Yeah. God bless. May God keep you. This thank is my prayer. Thank you.
to his name. God's unchanging man. Thank you. 